0: Hi there! You're listening to the Crunchy Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Rosie, traditional Catholic wife and mother, bringing you messages of hope and encouragement during these crazy times that we're in. Here we'll talk about faith, motherhood, and natural living, but also all the areas in between. I want to help you not just survive motherhood, but thrive in it. In this day and age, we have so many resources at the tip of our fingers if only we put in the effort. I am a firm believer in personal development and always striving to put our best foot forward. Sometimes that means the more technical matters like baby wearing or sleep training, but it also refers to the most important matters such as prayer life and living out the truths of our Catholic faith. While all these resources are nice, I also know that it can be a bit overwhelming knowing where to even begin. That's why I'm here to help you find the balance between all the things that come with mom life while also living out your Catholic faith in a way that is pleasing to God and effective to the development of your soul and the souls of your children. After all, that's why we're here. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Five Simple Steps to Becoming a Better Catholic Mother online event. If you are tuning in here directly through the Facebook group, hello and welcome. Thank you for being here. This is definitely the best place to get the best out of this content that I'm going to be sharing, just since there's going to be an overall community feel and a way of commenting and collaborating with each other. If you are tuning in through the podcast or a different method, maybe the email follow-up list, uh, definitely still welcome and glad you are here. If you're listening in real time, so this event is going to be on Monday, August 29th, and you're listening in a way other than the Facebook group, it's not too late to join the Facebook group so that you can be part of that experience and also be eligible for the product credit giveaways that I will be doing. So it'll all be open and available to play catch up until Wednesday night at midnight. So definitely feel free to hop in there so that you can get the perks from that. And I will, of course, put the link to that here in the show notes. So without further ado, a brief introduction here of what this event is going to be about, a little bit of who I am and the Crunchy Catholic. So I am Rosie, mother of two, a two and a four-year-old, and actually a third on the way, very close on the way. So I'm only two weeks, two and a half weeks away from my due date at the time of recording this. And this event and the product bundles that I'm going to be talking about at the end of it are basically my last hurrah of just getting some good content out there for you all and some products in your hands before I take a little bit of a break just to adjust to the new season ahead of us. And I would definitely appreciate your prayers for a good and safe delivery of our little boy. So the Crunchy Catholic is basically a community. We have the Facebook group, and then I also have my website, podcast, and social media platforms so instagram email list basically my whole goal with the crunchy catholic is sharing with catholic moms different resources some are paid some are free a lot of it is just you know encouragement and inspiration and solidarity on all things catholic motherhood and how to juggle all the things that come with motherhood while simultaneously prioritizing the love and growth and practice of our Catholic faith because that's what we're here for, right? So I have some different resources to aid in the personal development of your soul, if you will, as well as other areas of your life. And all of this comes from a place of firsthand experience. So basically my story of becoming a mother, my first couple of years, I had a really hard time adjusting and balancing all the things. Definitely not to say that I have it completely figured out now, but I have come a really, really long way in just where I lie my reliance as far as thinking that I needed to have all these checklists and all this organization. Like if only my house were clean, I would feel more sane, when really the whole time I needed to be having a more solid foundation of just my prayer life and my self-care and how I was handling the growth of my Catholic faith because really I was giving it the back burner for a while there and it definitely showed and even now I mean it's it's constantly going to be a battle right this is the lifelong fight that we fight is remaining true and strong to our Catholic faith so as mothers where we are put through the ringer if you will now and again through every different season of adjustment every different season of ages and it just puts us to the test again and again and we always have to remember that relying and falling back on our catholic faith and proactively prioritizing that is the only way to go you can try every other way it's going to be a waste of time you have to prioritize your catholic faith if you want to be a good mother and a good catholic so the simple steps that i'm going to be sharing are basically things that i've shared before but just really summarizing it all so that anyone who's new can get a quick taste of what I share with the Crunchy Catholic, and even my seasoned listeners and followers, it'll definitely be a good refresher for you just to hear it again and hopefully put it into practice. So if you're watching this through the Facebook group, I am purposely splitting these up into bite-sized videos. So this will be the end of our introduction And I will see you for the next one on step number one. Of course, if you're listening through the podcast, everything is going to be all run together. Okay, step number one, beginning your day with prayer and gratitude. This is something that if you've followed me for a while, you're like, oh, wow, I've heard this one before because I talk about it a lot. But it's because even for my own self, who knows the importance of this, I created the Morning Prayer Journal exactly for this purpose as a result of being in a chaotic season of life and basically made the book, implemented the routine, and it changed my life 180 for the better. Even me, I still need this reminder that it is an absolute game changer because there are definitely days, even weeks that go by where I'm not doing my morning prayer time, I'm not doing my morning prayer journal, I'm just maybe cracking a book open and reading a page or two, which is different than the full sit down, you know, 15 minute routine that I created. And it goes to show like those days that I don't do it are so much more challenging than the days that I remember to do it. I can't emphasize, unless you have experienced it yourself, the difference of doing it or not doing it. So basically, the morning prayer journal that I have, which is called Grazia Plena, which is Latin for full of grace, which is part of the Hail Mary, and also just kind of a a double meaning of, you know, full of grace, our day, our day can be full of grace if we just ask for it. And if we ask God to bless our day, he will be with us throughout the crosses and the the triumphs. And it makes such a difference. So it was a, a perfect name to give to the prayer journal. But basically, it is a combination of a lot of research I did on what the most effective type of morning routine would be. But everything that I found with my research on an effective morning routine had pretty much nothing to do with god or if it did it was like a last minute add-on so what i created was the first i mean that i know of anyway that is truly prioritizing not only god but specifically our catholic faith so the morning prayer journal that i have is oh, i just can't say enough good things about it because when i use it It makes such a difference in my day and actually i ran out of stock shortly after my first launch of it and i can't believe it took me this long to get more but i officially have more on the way as of recording this event so that's why i'm you know taking a little segue here to talk about it but basically using that book makes a huge difference versus just saying okay i'm going to wake up and pray however if you are not you know in the market to be buying a new book right now i totally get that but what i would highly encourage is that you buy even just a notebook, even if it's from the dollar store, that is literally how I started out with my morning routine was a dollar store notebook. And I I basically set for myself like a handful of things that I was going to do every single morning. So it was a matter of choosing what exactly I'm going to pray each morning, keeping it very simple, like a morning offering, three Hail Marys, and then what I'm going to read each day. You know, every Monday I'll read this, every Tuesday I'll read this and so on. And then, you know, what I'm gonna meditate on, like a different meditation topic, and then some time to journal. And then, lastly, can't say it enough, practicing gratitude, writing three things that you're grateful for. So, that all is part of the book in a very like structured way, but you could also completely freestyle it in just a totally blank notebook. And again, I should add that some people, you know, think they might get to the prayer and gratitude time some point later in their day, but really starting it with that just makes such a difference. We always are gonna find an excuse. We always are gonna think we just don't have time for it. And then we go and we take like a 10 minute bathroom break, scrolling our phone or something, or even sitting in the car at drop off, depending, you know, what season of life you're in with your kiddos. And it just goes to show that really, if you put in an effort to carve out the time, even if it means, heaven forbid, getting up earlier than your kids, it absolutely is doable. And I am a perfect example of someone who completely understands the challenge of getting up before your kids because I've been in every season of, you know, co-sleeping, I can't get up because he'll literally get up or not co-sleeping, I don't want to get up before them because they were up all night and they're finally sleeping from five to 7.30 and that's my best chunk. I totally, totally get it. But on the days that I do make it happen, it is so beautiful and so peaceful to have that alone time with God. It's really hard to hear and think and meditate about what it is God is trying to say to you or what it is he wants you to to do that day or do in your life if if you're only ever communicating with him with chaos in the background so I get it it's hard it's hard to get up before them or it's hard to find time maybe it needs to happen during nap time for you maybe you need to split it up but really really just at least trying every now and then to have it be a kid-free prayer time. Okay, and then I will just add a note to the gratitude aspect of not just thinking about what you're grateful for, but actually physically writing down three things that you're grateful for and being specific, not just making it the same thing every day, like I'm grateful for my kids and grateful for my house and grateful for my faith, but actually doing something specific and something different than what you've said every other day. And that will actually already wrap up step number one. Again, we're gonna make these very bite-sized, so I will see you for, well not really see you. But anyways, we'll be back for step number two. Okay, step number two, 15 minutes of spiritual reading every single day. So this is a little bit similar to step one, because technically you could say spiritual reading is part of that morning prayer and gratitude time. But I also know a lot of people are not making spiritual reading part of their morning prayer and gratitude time, which is totally understandable because you might be on a time crunch there or maybe the reading that you're doing is something that's just like a two minute read, which is still very effective to start your day with and still a very good thing to do. But actually making a point of aiming for that 15 minutes every day, whether it's later in the day or at nighttime before bed or in the morning, if you're able to to make it happen like that, 15 minutes is just a good chunk that's going to add up over time to really get a lot of spiritual reading books in, whether it is the Bible or the lives of the saints. I've been loving the St. Louis Marie de Montfort books lately, so that's something that I've been kind of working on throughout this whole year, which really has inspired a lot of what I've put out as far as the rosary bracelets and everything, such an increase in my devotion to Our Lady and therefore our Lord, which I'm so grateful for, but really just making a point of no longer making excuses because I get it. It's hard to read as a mother, but making a point of that happening. Maybe it's while you're making dinner and the water's boiling and you're kind of just in the kitchen anyway and your kids are playing outside and you can just open up a book and get you know five minutes in. It's just a matter of finding the little nooks and crannies of the day that you can get it in. Ideally get the 15 minutes in at once but if it needs to be broken up then that's better than nothing. And something that I've recently discovered like recently as in this year I had no idea how many audiobooks were on Spotify. So I don't know if you have Spotify. I think most of most of the books that I'm t- thinking of are also on Apple Podcasts. So I feel like most people either have Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or maybe you don't, but maybe there's another like free, I think there's some kind of podcast app just called like Podcast or something that someone told me about. I'm sure there's a way to find it, even if you don't have Spotify or, pod- or Apple Podcasts. But that's where I discovered all the St. Louis Marie de Montfort books, a bunch of different stories of saints, a bunch of different... Just Catholic reading books that would otherwise be kind of hard to work your way through because they're like some of them are kind of heavier reading, but when you're listening to it, depending on what recording you listen to because some of them are a little bit dry and monotonous to listen to, but some of them are actually, you know, it's like a young female and it's really easy to listen to. So I have gotten in an incredible amount of spiritual reading, quote unquote, listening really through listening that way. So audio, Spotify, Apple podcasts, and I'm actually going to include If you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll do a link in the show notes. If it's through the Facebook group, it'll just be a a link on this particular post. But I'm going to compile basically all of my favorites that I found. So not just audio, but also books that you can find. uh, Most of what I've gotten, I can either find on Amazon or through our church's bookstore but I'll just put the Amazon link to be easy for everyone and I do just have to mention that I do have an Amazon affiliate account so there's a tiny tiny bit of commission that comes to me if you purchase that way at no extra cost to you so I appreciate that but I'll include that link and basically just increasing your spiritual reading library if you will not just having one or two things that you read but really thinking about what will be helpful to you in your season of life. Maybe it's gonna be a whole book on one particular saint or maybe it's a particular book of the Bible that you wanna dive into, or maybe it's the St. Louis Marie de Montfort books, but really just deciding here and now that it is worth making a priority. It is absolutely beneficial to the development of your soul. I don't remember what saint said it, I'm pretty sure it was a saint quote that said something along the lines of, when we pray, we're talking to God, when we read, God is talking to us so we're not necessarily going to get all the all the cues and all the inspiration that God wants to send our way if we're not giving any opportunity for that to happen so a lot of the time that is happening through spiritual reading or meditation and meditation often comes as a result of something that you thought of or were inspired with during spiritual reading so hopefully that encourages you to step up your game with that regard and that wraps up step number two. Okay. Step number three, praying your daily rosary. This is something that you may have heard a bunch of times and you're like, oh, I know I should be doing it. Maybe you already are doing it. So if you are wonderful, definitely keep it up and definitely inspire others to do the same. If you are not already doing it, I will say that For me personally, because a lot of this is, you know, me sharing my experience because that's how we resonate with people, right? So all the way through high school and shortly after high school, I was always pretty good about my rosary, like very consistent with it. And then there was a few years there where I just, I wasn't saying it every day. Like I was saying it as often as I could, but it definitely was like, yep, I'm probably missing like a lot of days. And I definitely didn't like that. I didn't feel good about it. But now that I look back, I see... Well, yeah, no wonder I was missing days because I wasn't super proactively making a point of making it a daily habit. So if you're not very proactively making it a point of making it a daily habit, then it's not going to happen. There are so many quotes and things that, again, St. Louis Supreme de Montfort says about Like the devil, like that is one of the number one things that he attacks is our devotion to the rosary and our devotion to our lady. I don't remember what priest it was, but it was in recent years that there was an exorcism performed and the the devil who was speaking through the person who was possessed said all these things about the rosary and how much he hates it. And oh my goodness, it was very terrifying. I don't remember what exactly was said, but there are just lots and lots of accounts and stories and quotes, emphasizing the devil's disdain for the rosary, which says a lot. So if nothing else, just make a point of being like, well, I don't want him to win that battle, so I'm gonna pray it every day. But really the benefits of praying the rosary daily, fervently, are something that you really can only understand if you're doing it. So when I was inconsistent for a few years there, not coincidentally, those were the few years that I was really having a hard time adjusting to motherhood and balancing all the things. And once I started implementing it consistently in my life again, I can't even explain just the difference of not to say oh my life was terrible and suddenly my life was wonderful that's not it at all as far as like material things or tangible blessings it wasn't even anything like that it was just more so like a spiritual appreciation for all things whether good or bad so an understanding and a resignation to when I would get crosses or certain like really challenging seasons of motherhood, just having such a different outlook versus when I wasn't consistently praying my daily rosary. So when I first became extremely consistent again, like every single day, is actually when I ordered a rosary bracelet from a company and having that bracelet on my wrist to just look at all the time. And you know, it was kind of a a splurge. I don't usually buy things for myself like that. So I, I bought it for myself for Mother's Day. And I told myself, okay, if I'm going to spend money on this, it's going to be for good cause. I'm going to pray my rosary every single day because of this rosary bracelet. And sure enough, thanks be to God, that's exactly what happened. So that's why about a year later, when I started putting out all these different contents and products with the Crunchy Catholic, I actually started doing the research on what it would take to make my own rosary bracelets to sell. And I did just that because I wanted others to experience the same benefits, the same blessings of being so consistent in their daily rosary like I was able to be as a result of having my rosary bracelet. So I started making and selling them and I can't believe how much they have just taken off. So I definitely know that God was just leading me along all these stepping stones to eventually sell these to get into the hands of other mothers or, you know, even non-moms to help them be more consistent with their daily rosary because that's how incredibly important it is. And one thing specifically that has helped me with the daily rosary is that I usually am praying a novena. So there's a 54-day rosary novena, 27 days of petition and 27 days of thanksgiving. And the prayers for that are just beautiful. There's just a brief prayer before each decade and it kind of just helps you to meditate on what's what's happening for that mystery of the rosary and there's even a few again going back to spotify and audiobooks there's actually a few spotify episodes specifically praying those novena prayers so if i'm ever praying in the car or something and again my kids are only two and four if i'm trying to pray it and it's just me and i'm trying to have them pray along with me it really turns into a lot more of mom 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 mom. it's crazy like all of a sudden they have a thousand questions Well, they always do, but during the rosary, it's extremely difficult to focus on what I'm trying to say, whereas if I have that audio playing, it's seriously like they hear it and they somehow just know like, oh, okay, the rosary is happening, like I shouldn't interrupt, or at least if they do, it's a little easier for me to kind of ignore them if I can tell what they're saying isn't important because I have the audio going to help me kind of feel like I'm praying with someone else at least, or if it's something so urgent like mom i need water whatever that's not urgent but you know if i'm passing back a sippy cup the brief distraction at least i don't lose where i am because i still have the audio playing so having that and we'll even do it at home sometimes if it's just me not my husband if it's just me trying to pray with my kids i'll do that audio through our speaker because it just makes such a difference of being able to follow along and keep track so i will link All my favorite rosary resources, probably just that audio and anything else that I might think of between now and then, I will link that as well, and that wraps up step number three. Okay, step number four for the simple steps to becoming a better Catholic mother is to simplify Thinking smarter, not harder with regards to all the things. So the first way that this applies is basically that morning prayer time that I was talking about and not thinking that you need to, oh goodness, I really need to start, you know, attending mass every single day and attending confession and doing a holy hour at home, like don't make it so complicated for yourself that you're not going to do any of it. I have such an emphasis on starting things small and doable so that you'll actually do it. And then once you're consistent with that, you can always consider adding more. Other ways that I would say to simplify and think smarter, not harder, the the main way that I'm talking about with this particular step is with regards to your home and just Keeping a tidy home, keeping a meal schedule, keeping your finances in order, whatever it is that you're in charge of, thinking smarter, not harder. And I used to not think of this as really a spiritual thing at all. I thought of it as very you know worldly isn't really the right word i guess secular is the right word i didn't think of it as having to do with god really at all but now the way i view it is like this is our vocation being a being a mom being a wife if you're a stay at home mother it is our calling to not just raise these kids but also keep an orderly home and you know be in charge of whatever it is you're in charge of if you think about how our lady probably kept up with their homes wherever they were living at the time I don't, I mean, obviously she was perfect, but I don't think you can possibly imagine that she had things like disastrous or totally out of order. And of course she didn't because she was perfect. She's our blessed mother. But even if you just think of other women of the past who really kind of seemed to have it all together, you think about women who did all the homesteading, all the gardening, all the canning, all the, you know, literally killing animals and eating them. Like they had a lot On their plate. And I feel like back in the day, sometimes I think and I'm like, I feel like they handled so much more than we handle now. In other words, I feel like oftentimes we make it more complicated on ourselves than it needs to be because we have so many things at our disposal, like super convenient, easy cordless vacuums, that is probably my absolute favorite cleaning device that I own. We just have different advances in technology and cleaning supplies, if you will, that really should be making our life easier. And I think oftentimes, instead of allowing it to make our life easier, we tend to take that free time that that should have created, and we fill it with something else. Like for me, a huge difference that I did just recently, as far as the whole thinking smarter, not harder, I was allowing way, way, way too many toys to accumulate in our living room, and it was seriously taking up my entire day to keep up with that darn living room. And we have a playroom downstairs. They just, they don't like to go down there if I'm not down there with them, so it's a little frustrating (laughs) that they won't just, like, play in the playroom, but it's okay. The whole like tearing the living room apart with all the cubbies of toys that I was allowing to be in there was just getting so out of control because I am not the type to just see a mess and be okay with it I basically needed it like picked up a couple times a day and then we have a dog who's shedding really 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 bad so the toys needed to be picked up in order so that I could vacuum and right now like I mentioned earlier I'm two weeks away from being due, so bending over and picking up a thousand things was just absolutely not my favorite thing to do anymore. (laughs) It never was, but now it definitely wasn't. And I thought to myself, why am I allowing this? I am in control. So one night when they were sleeping, I literally boxed up everything except for their books, and I put it all elsewhere. They haven't even noticed that that box is missing yet. That just goes to show how many toys we have. So basically decluttering and implementing systems that make sense and putting in overall just an effort to be better not just saying woe is me my house is chaos my kids are young this season is just going to be crazy instead of thinking that way think how can I best make use of the time and the resources and the talents that God gave me with this vocation of being a wife and mother how can I best do my job at this calling, and really viewing it that way. I mean, if you were to have Jesus himself in his human form come and check in, hey, how is it going with running your house? You might be like, oh, goodness, and it just makes you think in a different way. Like, there's a lot of things that I'm doing that don't really make sense that I could be doing better, and it just gives you a different perspective of where you can tweak things around your house to make more sense and work smarter for you, not harder. So I don't have a whole lot of resources, if you will, with regards to simplifying and decluttering available at this time but it is actually the online course that i'm working on which is called happy holy home so i have a sign up link for that and basically after i have this baby and after i have the whatever time i deem fit to take off from you know creating and selling content that is going to be what i'm working on next so that happy holy home online course is basically going to cover all the things from decluttering, simplifying, meal planning, a little bit of touching on finances, really just shifting the mindset of thinking smarter, not harder. So that course is something that I would definitely recommend you get on my it's basically a wait list so that you can stay in the loop of where i'm at with it when it will be released and best of all being part of that wait list means that you will have the opportunity of being one of the first people to attend the course because i will be looking for i'm not sure how many yet but there will be a smaller group of people that i'm going to be wanting to work with initially to get kind of the course tested out and get some reviews And then I will officially, officially release it. So getting on that list is a must if you are at all interested in taking that course. Okay, and that wraps up step number four. And step number five, lastly, in a way you could think of this as being firstly, but in our list here it's last, is taking care of yourself. So again, simple steps to being a better Catholic mother putting yourself first is actually really, really, really important. And strangely enough, there's kind of some recent controversy on this where I feel like I hear some really traditionally minded, you know, Catholic mothers are really just traditional homestead type moms thinking that putting themselves first is selfish and you should put your husband first and your kids first and your house first and everything first and then you're very last which just doesn't make any sense because how are you supposed to handle all those other things if you yourself are completely tired, run down absolutely just out of energy, not rested. How are you supposed to do all those other things if you are in a bad mental and physical and spiritual state yourself? So I encourage you to take some time and evaluate where you are at with your self-care. And by self-care, I don't mean pampering yourself out to a manicure, unless that's something that is fitting within your schedule and, you know, financial means. I'm just talking about the basics, like making sure that you feel put together each day. For me, that is something that really does matter. I I wear makeup every day, a very simple makeup look. Even if I'm home going nowhere, it just makes me feel put together. You know, I do my hair, I put on a fresh set of clothes. I just like feeling put together. It just makes me feel so much more equipped to take on the day, you know, to be a good mom, to be a good wife, to look like I'm actually awake and alive and ready for the day but also it refers to like the way you're eating and the way you're drinking and the way you're taking your vitamins which is why this whole thing is called the crunchy catholic because I also have such a huge passion for like overall wellness and taking care of yourself as far as vitamins go and supplements and even touching on essential oils and different products like that. Because if you're not feeling good, if you're completely just out of energy, your electrolytes are totally shot, if you're not feeling good, everything else really is going to be so much more challenging. And some people, I think just tend to feel great no matter what they do, which is awesome. And others, I'm one of them, have to really, really stay on top of their vitamins and their electrolytes and the way that they're eating and how much water they're drinking and so on, which I'm actually grateful that my body reacts that way. I'm grateful that I can't just eat total junk and still feel good because then I probably would be tempted to eat total junk. Whereas because my body does so desperately and so obviously crave having you know the electrolytes and the vitamin d and the vitamin b all the things it kind of makes me stay consistent with it thank goodness so that's good to be of course taking care of yourself not just so that you feel good so that you can take care of others but also just looking at the longevity of your life and being like i need to be around for a really long time and i need to be healthy and good energy levels To keep up with my kids and to be a good mom and to be a good wife. So, again, really putting some emphasis and some effort on implementing a good, you know, vitamin supplement routine and also all the other things that are going to just put you in a good mental, physical, emotional, spiritual state. Which, really, if you look at those other four steps, that's kind of what those all lead up to as well. As far as having that morning prayer time, which, you know, is like a sense of spiritual self care and having, you know, maybe some sort of physical movement each day whether that's exercise or just taking a walk, which is, you know, that physical self-care, you know, maybe implementing once a week where that night you do your your personal development reading on yourself or on your marriage and just having basically different areas that you're just always, always trying to improve yourself. So I guess I'm kind of doubling up here on saying self-care as well as personal development. I have such a huge passion for personal development because I feel like if you're not actively growing, then you're kind of just going backwards. It's like this analogy that I was told one time by some personal development speaker who said, think of, think of your progress in life as climbing up on a rope. So you're either proactively climbing up on that rope, or if you're just holding on to it, you're going to start sliding down. And that's how it is with life, with your spiritual development, your physical, emotional, mental development, and well-being. If you're not proactively trying to get better, then you're just going to stay pretty stagnant or worse even kind of fall a little backwards. So personal development and self-care in general are of course a really big, like that could be a whole entire course, which is really why the Crunchy Catholic is, you know, taglined as personal development for Catholic wives and mothers because personal development encompasses so much. But I encourage you not to feel overwhelmed, but just to feel inspired to start somewhere. So start by just thinking what is, you know, one or two areas that I can implement a little bit better self-care for myself, whether that's adding a few vitamins to my regimen, or if you have no vitamins at all, doing some research on where you need to start for that, or implementing that morning prayer time, or implementing a few minutes to put yourself together for the day. Just basically determining what it is for you That's going to put you in a better place where you feel not like you have the short end of the stick in the family, but like you are actually someone who is happy and content with your life and with yourself and how far you've come in life. And that way you can just better serve your children and your husband and God and just be in a better, higher energy state. So that you can do the very best at your wonderful, beautiful calling of motherhood. Because remember, God chose you to be the mother of your children, literally thinking of the thousands of years before us and the thousands, however many, who knows, years ahead of us, of all the moms in the world and of all the children in the world, He chose you to be the mother of your children. So he knows what he's doing. He is of an infinite mind. He, of course, is the creator of all things. He's almighty, all knowing, all powerful. And he chose you to be their mother. So what a disservice we would be doing to him to do anything less than the very best that we can at being their mom. We only have this one chance at this one life. So hopefully these steps help you to try to think in more simple terms, how you can do the very best at serving God at being a better mother, because truly that is what we're doing. By being the best mom we can be, we are answering His calling for us to be a mother. That is the best way that we can show service and worship to God, which is what we were put on this earth to do, is doing the best we can at our daily duty, doing the best we can at being a mother and a wife and a Catholic. So that wraps up step number five, and I hope all of those helped you. Again, I'm going to include all sorts of links on things that i mentioned and just different resources to help you implement these steps into your life as well as kind of just an overall recap handout download that you can have as well if you if you already put your email into the facebook group you'll get that automatically if you didn't and you're just listening to this on the podcast then i will include a link below for you to put your email in and get that download sent to you just so that you can kind of have like a a tangible physical printout of these five steps to start implementing into your life so that you can become a better Catholic mother. Thank you so much for listening and I hope these helped you. I pray they help you. Remember to keep it simple and God first above all else. Keep prayer as the forefront of your day and you will be blessed. God bless you. Hey friend, I know your time is valuable, so I sincerely appreciate you tuning in today. If you feel so inclined, I always appreciate reviews on the podcast and I will always welcome shout outs on social media. My Instagram handle as well as private Facebook community are both linked in the show notes. Or what would be the most helpful is if you could just keep me and my mission here with the Crunchy Catholic in your prayers. I would appreciate that above all else. And of course, you my friends are always in my prayers. God bless you.